Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to my mommy's podcast. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Wabi Sabi Wellness. My name is Jeanette, and I'm so excited that you have joined me here today. Today's episode will be talking about the astrology of parenting and pregnancy. Before we dive into that, though, let's talk about the moon transits, the astrology, and the tarot card of the week. Starting with the moon transits, on Sunday, September 3rd at 10 a.m. Central, the moon will shift into Taurus and stay there until 3.07 p.m. Central on Tuesday, September 5th. While the moon is in Taurus and the sun is in Virgo, we might be feeling more comforted than usual by our routines. This could be a great time of the month to indulge in creature comforts that just make your day-to-day a little bit nicer. This is a great time to stop and get a fall drink at the coffee shop or take the time to stop by Home Goods to update your house a little bit. This is the time of the month to indulge in the finer things of your day-to-day life. This is also a great time to stop and smell the roses, which is great because we have that Monday holiday. On Tuesday, September 5th at 3.07 p.m. Central, the moon will then shift into Gemini and remain there until 12 o'clock a.m. Central on Friday, September 8th. While the moon is here, we might have a lot of ideas come to us. With the sun in Virgo, we have a lot of ideas or energy when it comes to our health or our routines. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a lot of ideas when it comes to an exercise program or some kind of meal plan that we want to try out. While the thoughts might seem a little jumbled at times, take notes of what comes to you. This can also be a really good time to socialize this month. This could be a great time to have a friend over for dinner or take a break for lunch with your work bestie. Lastly, on Friday, September 8th at 12 a.m. Central, the moon will shift into Cancer and remain there until 11.36 a.m. Central on Sunday, September 10th. Expect to be in your feelings. This can be a weekend where you spend some time nurturing yourself or mothering yourself. When it comes to self-care, especially while we are in Virgo season, you might be focusing on things that feel good for yourself and for your body. So this could be a good time to meal prep, to take a long walk, or hit up an exercise class you've been wanting to try. This is also a great time to journal and have a good cry if that's what's calling to you. In terms of the astrology of the week, I'm going to point out a few days of the week that can be very impactful. Monday is a great day to be productive. Even though it is a holiday in the U.S., if you feel a pull to get some stuff done, do it. Wednesday is a great day for teamwork and collaboration, so if you have some projects that you need to work with others on, Wednesday can be a great day to ham out some of those details. Saturday, you might feel like you want to be at home, so if you want to do some fall cleaning or fall decorating, Saturday is a fantastic day for that. It can also be a great day to spend time with your family. And Sunday is very artistic, so if there are any kind of projects or you want to go to Michael's and figure out what you want to do next, do that on Sunday. Lastly, the tarot card that I pulled for this week is actually an oracle card, and I pulled the card that says, Break the Chain, Ancestral Patterns, Healing, and Rewriting the Future. When I pulled this, I immediately thought of the fact that we have now exited Venus retrograde. We are still in the shadow period, so we might still be feeling a little bit of the funk, but I want you to think about what you've learned about love, and especially about self-love over the last few months. Whenever a planet is in retrograde, it's a time for us to learn, and with Venus being in retrograde, something that I learned a lot for myself was about how I show up for myself and how I love myself, so just something to think about this week. Okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. This is going to be a bit all over the place, but here we go. So something that I find really fascinating about astrology is not only using it to 
see it as a blueprint for yourself, but also as a blueprint for your relations to others. And one relationship that I think is really, really, really important is the one that we have with our children. So today I'm going to be talking about some of the placements in their charts that I look at and a few of the transits that can relate to pregnancy. At the end, I do have a few questions that I'm going to answer that I got over on Instagram. So before we dive into it, something that I have noticed quite often with parent and child charts is that there is some kind of overlap often with the parent and the child's big three. So for today's episode, I'm going to be using my daughter Luna's chart as an example. So for this one, my daughter has her son in Gemini while I have my moon in Gemini. I do see this pattern often, especially with close relationships, whether that's children, best friends, or your romantic partners. If you don't have overlap with your children in your big three, don't worry, it's not a negative thing, but it's just something interesting that I do see often, especially because your big three has such a big impact on who you are and how you view the world and the flavor in which you go about life. So I think it's interesting when there is overlap because that means that there's some commonality between how you and your children will see life. Okay, now that I have told you that observation, let's get into the four things that I look at when I look at a kid's chart and a parent wants to know how to parent them. When I think of parenting and astrology charts, the first thing that I think about is the moon sign. And the reason I think about that is because the moon sign can tell you how you might feel most fulfilled emotionally. With mine being in Gemini, I'm fulfilled when I'm doing a million things and when I'm around others. And oftentimes we think about life only through our chart. So I'm thinking, hey, maybe everyone feels this way, but I know that's not the case. So my daughter, her moon is in Aries. So I know that she feels most fulfilled when she is able to get started on an idea she has. So for me to be her mom and to make sure that she is feeling fulfilled, I want to support her with any idea that she has. I know she's likely going to have a lot of these really great ideas that she wants to act on immediately, and I want to show her that that is possible. So I would say the biggest thing to look at in a chart is definitely the moon sign. The next thing I look at in a kid's chart is their Chiron sign. Chiron sign as well as the house that it is in. So Chiron is not the opposite of the moon sign, but it is where they might need to be doing a lot of healing. And as a mom, I hope I can help my daughter heal as much as I can. So for my daughter, her Chiron is in Aries and in the third house. What this tells me is that she might struggle with not feeling like she's worthy. Um, Obviously, I see her as this perfect creature who has come to this earth and I'm so excited by everything that she has but we all have our self-doubts and our criticisms and for her with it being an Aries it's going to be about feeling almost a sense of worthlessness sometimes so with her Chiron sign I know that praise and teaching her about her innate self-worth is going to be very important for her With her Chiron being in the third house, I also focus on teaching her how to communicate in a way that allows her to advocate for herself because the third house is all about communication. Thirdly, I look at the rising sign. So the rising sign tells me a lot about the flavor that she brings to life. So 
always before looking at your kids charts look at your own so i'm a virgo rising i like things very organized i like detail i can also be very critical of myself and others and this is something that i need to watch out for while i parent my daughter my daughter on the other hand is a rising aquarius and i know because of that she's going to march to the beat of her own drum which is very different than my flavor of life and that's just something that i need to be very cognizant of if she wants to do something that is not the social norm i need to be aware of that and okay with that and looking at her rising sign gives me that almost a sense of this is totally okay jeanette like this is just who she is and I'm going to accept and love her for that. Lastly, stelliums. So my daughter actually does not have any stelliums in her chart, but if your child has three or more placements in any given sign or house, this can highlight another really important piece of their life. For example, if they have a stellium in cancer, but cancer is not in their big three, they might have a lot of cancer energy around them. So those are the four pieces that I look at when I am looking at a child's chart and when I'm looking at how to parent them. I think that the biggest thing that I would say is be aware of your chart as well and be aware of your shortcomings. So looking at your Chiron, I have a Chiron in Virgo, so mine is all about perfection. And while I can seek perfection for myself, I know that I need to be extra careful in seeking that for my daughter. Okay, now let's talk about predicting pregnancy in astrology. So obviously you can get pregnant at any time, um, but there are definitely some transits that can lead to pregnancy or not lead to, but allude to pregnancy. So transits happening in your fifth or eighth house, but especially the fifth house, the fifth house governs um, children, creativity, fun, sexuality. So transits there could definitely signify an energy where pregnancy could happen. Jupiter transiting your fifth house could also signal that, but I also think that a Mars transiting fifth house could as well. Uranus transiting fifth house could definitely signal for an unintended pregnancy, so just something to keep in mind. Okay, so lastly, let's talk about some of the questions that I got on Instagram. The first one I got was, how can I integrate my parenting style with my child's chart to be more effective? So I think that parenting style comes a lot from your chart. So the way that you parent is definitely a reflection of your chart. Um, so for me, I have a Chiron in Virgo and I want to be perfect. I want to do things really, really well. And I know that that is a struggle of mine, but not necessarily a struggle of my child's. So looking at those four pieces in her chart, so her rising sign, her moon, her Chiron, and any stelliums, and looking at the same in my chart can really give me a flavor of what she needs and what I might be bringing to the table. And it also gives me a chance to say, okay, maybe we have a similarity there, but we're going to have some differences in some other places. Okay, next question. Do certain signs as parents and kids work better together than others? I will say that there are definitely some easier signs, right? So if you have the same rising sign as your child, you guys might be very similar and it might be easier to parent because you know exactly where they're coming from. I wouldn't say that there are any signs that are better together or worse together because each has a positive and a shadow side to it, right? Um, I would say that 
for example, if you have a top three that is all fire and your child's is all earth, right? It might be harder for you to see where they come from because you just want to get things started. You just want to go and do the thing where they might be a lot more grounded. So I would just be careful to look at what is the predominant sign in their chart or if they have stelliums. I would not say though that there are any signs that work better or worse together. We all can be great parents regardless of the signs that we have. Okay, the last question that I got was how can it help guide parenting? And I think this comes back to astrology is a really great blueprint. So if you are looking at just your child's chart and your chart, you can see your strengths and you can see your weaknesses. You can also see your child's strengths and their weaknesses, right? So if you're looking at where Saturn lies in their chart, you can see where they might take things a little more seriously or where they might have some struggles. And that's something that can be really interesting to have. The other part of it, though, outside of their chart is looking at the daily transits. And that can really help you understand how you're feeling and can really help you almost separate yourself from parenting, knowing that there are outside forces that are telling you how you're feeling or not telling you how you're feeling, but that have an impact on your emotions. And I think that sometimes not dissociating, but detaching ourselves from our emotions and knowing that there are bigger forces at play can be really helpful, especially when we're going through tougher times and tougher times with parenting. Okay, that is all I have for you this week. I hope that this episode made some kind of sense to you all. Not going to lie to you, I'm recording this at 11 p.m. on Sunday, and my mind is a bit of a jungle, mostly because of a lot of parenting. But alas, if you have any questions, feel free to send them to me on Instagram. Um, I am there at wabi.sabi.tarot. And if you wouldn't mind reviewing this or sending it to a friend, I would absolutely adore that. The quote I am leaving you with today is by author Joyce Maynard. It's not only children who grow. Parents do too. As much as we watch to see what our children do with their lives, they're watching us to see what we do with ours. I can't just tell my children to reach for the sun. All I can do is reach for it myself. Next week's episode will be all about Chiron and what placement that means in your chart. Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful, magical, wonderful week. And please remember to look within. Thank you.